me to 1 Timothy. And while you're turning there, let's look at the or look at the nugget this morning. If you are not hungry for God, if you are not hungry for God, I'll say that again. If you're not hungry for God, you're probably full of yourself. Okay. Father, we're praising you. We just give thanks. We look, as we look to your word, Father God, and this new year, Father God, we find it to be exciting, Father God. We thank you, Lord, that the precepts that we learn, Father God, we will be able to put into our psalms, Father God, and thereby grow, Father God, and mature in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, as we begin this new year, uh, we have to have strong faith in the Word of God and its ability to bring forth, one, freedom, security, strength, and power that's needed in our lives today. So that means your faith will be tested by the enemy at every junction of your lives during this new year. And imagine some of you have been tested already. Somebody's already saying yes. Okay. Well, I hope you overcame. All right. First uh, Timothy chapter 6. Verse 12 tells us, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. So we need to fight the good fight of faith. What hinders faith, or pardon me, what hindrances of faith that you will be facing this year? How will you re react to these hindrances? Uh, will determine your victories in 2017 and beyond. So, uh, being a believer, let's go now to Romans chapter 12. And Romans chapter 12. Being a believer, we must have Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 in operation in our lives. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, we need this Romans 12, verse 2 mainly. Uh, this is not a hope so. This is not a maybe so. It's not I'll try it. This is mandatory to, re to renew our minds. It's mandatory for us to have victory or to gain victory and to have a successful life. So, 
Second, turn with me now to Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter five. Uh, this may be highlighted or underlined, and you have something written by it. It will be verse 17, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become anew. Reading it from the Amplified. Therefore, if any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creature. Our creation, a new creature altogether. The old, previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Hallelujah. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Amen. If we don't have an understanding of that, we will fail. We won't have the victory in our life. We have to know, glory to God, that this scripture... We're, we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. The old has passed away. We, we're, we're a new. That means there's new principles in our life, new grace in our life, new holiness in our life, a new heart, a new spirit, a new affections. There should be a hunger and thirsting for and desire, desire to know God in a more intimate way. Glory to God. And we need to develop this understanding in God's word. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, we need to establish this. We need to know this to fight the good fight of faith. If you don't have that, your armor has a chink in it. Okay? One is not just a forgiven sinner. Okay. You're not just barely getting by because you're a believer. You're not struggling to get to heaven any longer. You're not living at the corner of grumble and complaint streets. Okay. You are at the top of the hill. Okay. That's where we're at. We are new creations in Christ Jesus. With the very life and nature of God. We are sons and daughters of God. We're heirs and joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. That means we need to rejoice Amen. daily. Declare it daily and live it daily. If we're not doing that, we're letting things slip by. And if you don't have that, you know, what we're looking at today is, you could say is the puzzle or your armor. And if you have a piece of your armor missing, the enemy is going to attack you at that place that it's missing. So if we're not holding this dear to us or ourselves, to 2 Corinthians 5.17, we're going to be waylaid. Okay. Uh, 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, item two. I have item two. Let's go to John chapter 16. That's item two or B. That's John chapter 16. Fighting the enemy, in fighting the enemy, I should say, we need to understand the power and the might of the name of Jesus. You have to, have to know that you have the name of Jesus. It's, it's, it's something that when you wield the name of Jesus, the enemy has to go. Looking at John chapter 16. And looking at verse 23 and 24. And in that day you shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hereunto you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. When we realize that the name of Jesus, the power in the name of Jesus, can bring things halt the enemy, stop the enemy in his tracks. We need to understand that name is available to us. We, have to, we need to find out what that name can do for us. With that name you can defeat the enemy. Glory to God. When you defeat the enemy, that means you can enjoy victory. Amen. Glory to God. So let's look at a couple of those. Let's now turn to the book of Acts chapter 4. Book of Acts chapter 4. Oops. I wonder. Look at verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men which, whereby we must be saved. Glory to God. Hallelujah. From the Amplified. There is salvation and through no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. That's, that's the name of Jesus. You call upon the name of Jesus and you shall be saved. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad someone told me about Jesus. You know. Oh, Buddha! Oh, Buddha! No, it's not, that's, that name's not going to get you anywhere. But the name of Jesus will set you free. We need to know that the name of Jesus, when, when, when the enemy comes, comes to attack us and tries to put those shackles on us, in the name of Jesus, I'm set free. I've been set free. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Uh, let's now turn to the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians chapter 1. Verse 21. That's Ephesians 1, 21. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, 
not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. That's the name of Jesus. It's above every name. When you cry out the name of Jesus, you, you, take it to, you take it to the top. You don't have to hope so that it's going to get there. It's, it goes to the top. Okay, now let's turn to Philippians. Book of Philippians, chapter 2. That's Philippians chapter 2, looking at verse 9. Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in the earth and things under the earth, and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So there you go. A name that's highly exalted. And how do you pray? In the name of Jesus. Amen. You go to the Father, but you, you say it's in the name of Jesus. It opens, uh, opens up the doors. Well, let's go back to, the, to one of the Gospels. Let's go to uh, Mark, the book of Mark, chapter 16. In Mark chapter 16, hallelujah. Verse 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Jesus is speaking. They shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take, uh, they shall take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Wow, there's a lot of things that the name does. Amen. Have we been using the name? Do you value that name? Do you have to know who we are? According to 2 Corinthians 5, 17, that we're new creatures in Christ Jesus. And we have to know the name, the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. No, it, it just can't be, you know, we need to, Study it a little bit. Uh, these signs are for the believer, not just the early church, not the apostles. All believers, you have this, this authority in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. The name of Jesus still has the authority and power today. And the name belongs to you. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, let's look at item three. Or item C. In destroying and, and eliminating the enemy's powers directed towards us, we must also know 2 Corinthians. Here we go, another one. 2 Corinthians. Same neighborhood. Chapter 5. Verse 
2 Corinthians chapter 5. We need to know this. Verse 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. We are created by God in Christ Jesus and he made us righteous. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. We're made righteous. We're sons and daughters of God. That means we, when we have been adopted, we don't have a sin background any longer. Your fingerprints have been removed. We can stand in God's presence without any sin conscious. Of course, the enemy is going to say, ah, look at him, you know, look at her. Don't you remember you did that? What did Paul say? That man's dead. I don't know him. We don't have to be paralyzed by fear. Glory to God. We can come into God's presence at any time. The throne room is open because we have we are righteous. We are the born again. Our sins have been blotted out. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Your past life doesn't exist. Oh, that's some good news for me. I don't know about you. God said he won't remember your transgressions. Let's look at... Uh, let's, Go back to the Old Testament and find the book of Jeremiah. And you want to find the 31st chapter of Jeremiah. Jeremiah Look at the 34th verse uh, from the Amplified. And they will no more teach man his neighbor and each man his neighbor, saying, Know the Lord, for they will all know me, recognize and understand, and be acquainted with me. Glory to God. How about that? From the least of them to the greatest, for the Lord says, I will forgive their iniquities and I will... Seriously, remember their sins no more. God doesn't see your sins anymore. It's wiped out. That's some good news. That is some good news. So, what if you blew it this past week or blew it the other day or blew it this morning? Pounded the alarm clock into the ground because it woke you up. 1 John 1 9. We have the ability to use 1 John 1 9. Confess our sins and ask for forgiveness. And we do that. 1 John 1 9. Two things happen. One, God forgives us. And two, he cleanses from all unrighteousness. In other words, we regain right standing, right standing with him. After you're brought, you call, you. you Pull 1 John 1, 9 up. We can praise his name about it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Okay, the next one, D. 
if we know that God's word is true, we need to, we need to act as if it were true. It needs to become a reality in our lives. Let's go to Proverbs. Since we're in the Old Testament, let's drop back to Proverbs chapter 3. In Proverbs chapter 3, looking at verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. We need to just trust God, trust his word, follow through on the word. It's not going to change. He does, his word doesn't change. Although ours change, it shouldn't. We have to speak the word. We need to speak the word. So now let's go to the book of James. The book of James. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Find James chapter 2. In James chapter 2, looking at verse 17, we have to speak the word. You must, and we must act upon the word. Verse 17, James 2, 17. Even so faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. Uh, from the Amplified. So also faith, if it does not have works, deeds and and actions of obedience to back it up. It by itself is destitute of power, um, inoperative and dead. So we need to have the word alive in us. We need to work with the word. Okay? We'll drop down to verse 20. But wilt thou, O man, pardon me, but wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead. He's telling us we need to have, when we speak the word, we need to operate in the word, not just listen to it or memorize it. We need to operate in it. And let's go down to verse 22. Seeth thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect. So we need faith in action. Verse 24, see ye then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. So we need to have the word working, but we need to have uh, action with action. You need to be an action figure. I'll put it that way. Okay. Instead of just trying to believe, we must act on the word. If we act on the word, it gives it fluid substance. It means it's working there. Okay. The next one we'll be looking at is found in the book of uh, Romans chapter Romans chapter 10. Looking at some hindrances that we just cannot be there any longer. That's Romans chapter 10, and looking at verse 10. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. 
Let me read that from the Amplified. For with the heart a person believes, adheres to, trusts in, and relies on Christ, and so is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth he confesses, declares openly, and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation. Glory to God. So we need to speak. There's that confession. Uh, some of us are not using our confession like it should be. We are weak at it. So let's, so with that thought in mind, let's go to the book of Mark. Once again, we'll go to Mark uh, this time and find the 11th chapter. In Mark chapter 11. Uh, let's go to, that's Mark 11, verse 23 and 24. For verily I say unto you, that whatsoever you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and cast into the sea, and, not sh and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you, that whatsoever things ye desire when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Faith. We have to have the measure of faith in operation. That means you need to speak it out. It just can't be in your heart. It has to be spoken out. Glory to God. Our faith, you can say your faith is measured by your confession. How's your confession lately been? This is the new year. We need to really pump up on it. Our usefulness to the Lord is measured by our confession of God's word. How often do you confess God's word? Hmm. We will become what we confess, whether for good or bad. The reason that many Christians are defeated is because they have a negative confession. They're always speaking what they have. I got this cold. <coughs> I got this cough. Well, you're not supposed to speak what those negative things. You need to cancel them out. Always speaking what they have. Weakness, failures, and shortcomings. That's what we always speak. We can't, can't say that. You, know, I'm not, you can say, I'm being attacked, but glory to God, according to God's word, I'm healed. I'm made whole. I walk in excellence of health. As my soul prospers, so does my body. So we need to start speaking the word. Again, if we look at, we looked at uh, uh, Mark chapter 11, verse 24, it says, Therefore I say unto you, that whatsoever things ye desire when you pray, believe that ye receive them, and you shall have them. That's, that's speaking it out. Glory to God. And if we would, if you want to, we'll just uh, tell you about it. But in Mark chapter 5,
in Mark chapter 5, Jesus is going to Jairus' house to raise his daughter. But while they're going there, a woman with an issue of blood runs interference. She says, if, she said, if I may just but touch his clothes, I shall be whole. What was her confession? If I touch his clothes, I shall be whole. And she got down there and she grabbed a hold of his, the hem of his clothes and she was made whole. And what did Jesus say? Daughter, thy faith has made you whole. She, put, she not only put faith there, but she had to put action to it. She says, well, if I, if I just touch it. Now, if she couldn't touch it, her faith couldn't pull it. So we need, to, we need the, the things to go together. Our confession has to have action to it. Don't say the, the negative things. Look how she put that. Let's see. That's uh, 24. 25, and a certain woman, this is Mark 5, 25, and a certain woman which had uh, an issue of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things of, of many physicians, but spent all that she had was nothing better, but rather grew worse. When she came and heard, that, heard of Jesus, came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, if I may touch his, but his clothes, I shall be made whole. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. Faith with action. She knew that she... Okay, the same, same situation here. If I may just touch his clothes, I will be made whole. In the name of Jesus... I am made whole. Amen. That's touching him. In the name of Jesus, I am made whole. Some of us need just to grab some of these things that the Lord will pop into your mind. He's going to give you some revelation how to, how to use his name and how to operate with confession. Amen. All right. Okay, we go to the next one. Uh, that was E. We're going to the next letter is... Are we going to have to say our ABCs? The next one is the power of the blood. We have to know the power of the blood. I mean, this is something, you know, these things that we know about, but we're not holding true. I mean, you know, these things should be right up front. All these things that we just spoke about thus far, we need to hold them true. We need to have them this is our arsenal. This is our ammunition. When the enemy comes, you can't say, oh, where, where is that? you got to be able to Amen. pop him back right, right away. Here comes a fiery dart. Stop it with the, the name of Jesus. I stop that in the name of Jesus. I command you to leave me alone. I command ministering angels to hold back the evil tide against me this, this day. Okay. Uh, let's go to 1 Peter chapter 1. In 1 Peter chapter 1, we're going to talk about the blood now, the power of the blood. 1 Peter chapter 1. 
1 Peter chapter 1, looking at verse 18 and 19. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by traditions from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and spot. I'll read that from the uh, Amplified number, uh, verse 19, 1 Peter 1, 19. But you were purchased with the precious blood of Christ, the Messiah, like that of a sacrificial lamb without blemish or spot. That we are redeemed with the blood of the lamb. The enemy comes against you. I've been redeemed from this. Get your filthy hands off me. Get your filthy hands off my family. Hebrews chapter 13. Going to Hebrews chapter 13. This is the power of the blood. Hebrews chapter 13. Verse 20. Hebrews 13, 20. Now, the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant. This blood is an everlasting covenant. It's not going to be eradicated. Nothing can change it. It's established. And we need to say, this blood, I'm redeemed by the blood. Amen. I have a covenant with God. Amen. There's more with me than there are with you, devil. Amen. Take a hike, get lost. Hey, we got to, hey, talk to, talk to that guy. Let's go to Romans chapter 3. The book of Romans chapter 3. Hallelujah. Verse 24. And 25, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set before a propitiation, I'm going to get it out, through faith in his blood to declare righteousness for the remissions of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. It's the blood. We have reconciliation through the blood. 1 John, I know we're jumping around here, but that's all right. In 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. Verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Glory to God. The blood cleanses us. It's a cleansing agent. Amen. We need to call upon, use these. I, you know, I'm, I'm telling you all these things because I was awakened up to all this stuff. So I've, I've forgot a lot of these things. I, don't, I haven't been using it. If we're not using it, we're not having the full manifestation of power in our lives. It's like jumping in your car and trying to start it without a battery. You have all, all the necessary things there, but if you don't 
have a, an important element in the circuit, you shortwire yourself. In other words, you're sitting there, you have every, everything there, but you're being pounded by the devil. We need all these things that, that, that were just being brought up this morning. Okay, let's uh, b back up to Hebrews 13 this time. In Hebrews chapter 13. I'm going to read from the Amplify. That's Hebrews 13, 12. Therefore, Jesus also suffered and died outside the city gate in order that he might purify and consecrate the people through the shedding of his own blood and set them apart as holy for God. We've got, we are blood washed. We are holy before God. I mean, some of these scriptures we just need to, you know, just interchange and just really have a dancing fit like David did. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, uh, another familiar one. Let's go to the book of Revelation, chapter 12. Revelation 12, verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. We overcome Amen. by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. We need to speak it out. Declare it. Amen. What happened? Well, How am I going to put this? Okay. <laughs> I hate to use this, this illustration. Some people let their dogs run wild. You know, and, and, uh, and they use your lawn for things. Okay? What do you, what do, you do if you saw that, that animal on your lawn begin to do that? What would you do? You yell at the dog. Well, the blood lamb and the testimony. We need to speak it out. Tell that that devil to get out of your, your out of out of out of your place. You don't want that junk around you. And that's what the devil is. So we have victory through the blood. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay. Number G. Okay. Let's now turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We need to know who we are in Christ Jesus. We need to acknowledge it. Now, I, I couldn't find my book. I've got things scattered all over the place. Remember that little blue book? 
Anybody remember the name of it? In Him. In him. How many have been practicing that? How many has been going over it? We need to have that. All these things that we've been speaking about are things that we need to incorporate in our lives. Stop the enemy in his tracks. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, looking at verse 30. But of him ye are in Christ, who of God has made unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. In him we have these things. We have to have this knowledge working in us. Glory to God. Oh, let's go on to 2 Corinthians then, since we're in that neighborhood. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 14, that's 2 Corinthians 2, 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. What do we do in Christ? What do we do? Triumph. Didn't say you're, or, or, you come in second place or third place. You're above and not beneath. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Again, we must know our place and understand our place in Christ Jesus. In him, in whom, we need to read, meditate the scriptures and, until they become a part of us. This is who I am in Christ Jesus. I am more than a conqueror. You know what I'm saying. Oh, let's, uh, let's back up to the Romans chapter 8. Verse 1, Romans 8, 1. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Oh, glory God. It's who you are. If we would just put these, get the in him, in whom, in Christ, with Christ, in his name, it will change our life. Amen. This is who you are. This is who I am. This is what you have in Christ Jesus. Now, what time we got? Oh, we can get out here early. Get some sunshine. Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the... Uh, Location, and you can look look these up. Galatians three twenty six, Ephesians one and three, Ephesians two and six, Ephesians two and ten, Philippians three and fourteen. 2 Timothy 1 and 9. I'll give you a few of these in him. These are in him right now. John 3, 16. In him. Acts 17, 28. 
2 Corinthians 5.21 Ephesians 1 and 7 Colossians 2.10 and verse 15 1 John 4 verse 13 In whom is the next? Ephesians 3 and 12. Colossians 1 and 14. So that give you, uh, gives you a good rundown of a few things, but now I'm going to let you do some work. Other listings you'll find this in. By Christ. Through Christ. Through him, by himself, with Christ, with him, in me, in my name. So you'll find a whole gamut of things to light up your fire. We, We don't have to be dormant. We could be on fire knowing who we are remove the hindrance removing hindrances that the enemy would come come against us with we fight the good fight if we fight the good fight we can step out of the uncertainties if we fight the good fight we can step out of the uncertainties, and into the boundless power of God. If we fight the good fight, we can step out of the uncertainties and into the boundless power of God. Hallelujah, glory to God. Okay. You say, well, you... Okay. We have the communion table ready for us. So we'll just come up on our own, pick up our emblems, and then once we get our emblems, we can all uh, partake together from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul writes... For I have received of the Lord that which I also deliver unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also took the cup, and when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, this do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. Father, we just praise you. We just give you thanks for the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ.
the bread represents his body, the bruises and the stripes. And according to the word, by his stripes are we healed. So Father God, we take this bread as a memorial. Remember what was accomplished at the cross for us in Jesus' name. Father, as we look to the cup, which represents a new covenant, a covenant that will not be altered or broken. It's the shed blood of Jesus that washes away our sins, that we might become adopted into the family of God we praise you, Lord, for the blood that washes away our sins. In Jesus' name. Okay, let's all stand. Title, Victory in Faith. Okay. Father, we're praising you and we're thanking you, Lord, that we are the blood washed, Father God. And Father God, the time that uh, is left, Father God, uh, before the Lord, returning of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask, Lord, that we become more zealous in the work that you've given us. May we be the perfect laborer that will come across individuals' paths, Father God, that they may come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the boldness and the confidence, Father God, when we go out. As we go our separate ways, Father God, we praise you. We just give you thanks, Lord, that as we have came in, Father God, we were blessed, and as we go out, Father God, we are blessed. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.